Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Already Is Workmanship podcast. I'm Todd. I'm joined today with uh, my friend Logan. Hi, Logan. Good morning, Todd. So today we are starting step 10. And the step 10 is this. Uh, the, um, the, the step is this. Continue to take personal inventory. And when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. And then the correlating uh, spiritual verses. So if you think you're standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. So um, this is a, a step of action. And it's a step of intended things, right? So um, it's a step of knowing that we are utterly, completely human and that no matter how much God has intervened in our lives, as long as we are here on this earth, we will continue to make mistakes. And when we were wrong, we promptly admitted it. So that is the key uh, there um, to doing that. So this week I'll talk about what the step is. Next week I will talk about the practical things you have to do in order to be able to do that step well. Um, but it's really this, right? So, um, when I first got into recovery, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired, right? I was just done with the way my life was and I wanted my life to be different. And this step is about making sure that never, ever happens again. Right. So we're basically doing the first nine steps continuously every day. And we take an inventory every day of our actions, how we treated people, how we did things. And when we realized we were wrong, we promptly admitted it and took corrective action. Sometimes this looks like, you know, a friend saying like, why did you do that? What are you doing? Or uh, all the different types of confrontations that we can have there. Sometimes it's external. Sometimes we realize it internally. Um, me, I would... Man, I, I hope I'm 50-50 or 60-40, where 60% or more of the time I take contemplative actions, uh, contemplate things and come back and be like, oh, this is where things are at. So uh, corrective action I took this week. Um, my wife and I, over the past several months, have come into some more types of conflicts with the way we communicate. Um, like, this, I won't go into her specific issues there, but it's just a conflict in how we communicate. And this week I realized that the conflict for me is because I have changed and I didn't adequately communicate that change to my wife. Mm. I used to be much more com uh, comfortable with chaotic conversations that were more argumentative and interrupting and all that stuff. And now I want conversations that are peaceful where we both can say our complete meaning and listen to one another and both be heard. And when that doesn't happen recently, I have been um, like upset about like specific things not happening. Um, but my wife would say some things about herself and I didn't say like, no, it's about me. Right. I let her make it about herself uh, rather than being like, no, I've changed. 
and I want and need something different now that I've changed. And so when I realized that, I told her like right away, like, hey, this is an issue because I let you think this when in reality, it's me who's changed that wants something different. And I'll make the request that we communicate differently moving forward um, because it's what I need now, not because it's like something that's wrong with you. Right. I was like, I just changed and my needs changed. Um, so like, that's how I like, you know, took accountability it was like, instead of it being like, oh, this is just Julia's issue or my wife's issue. It's no, it's really Todd's issue because Todd's the person who changed. So that that's like the one I can think of like right off the bat. But um, I know you've been on the receiving end of me making amends for you more than one slogan. Um, but I, I'd like to just to hear your thoughts on that for, for yourself as you're thinking about it and contemplating what the step 10 is and does in your life. Uh, I mean, for... Um you know for me i i have i've been on the i've been on the receiving end of this i've also you know more than i'd like to admit on the been on the other end um but yeah it's kind of interesting the you know just my my first blush on this when you're talking about you know kind of putting the 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 first nine steps into kind of a daily routine or a process just and i think this is this to me is the the just a super transformational thing because you're, you're basically creating, yeah, you're creating a process out of something that, that, you know, you went through very deliberately, but then really just, just iterating on it and basically changing the way you think and changing, changing uh, ingrained behaviors that you may have had for the majority of your life is not something that is very easy to do. Um, and is very like you, you really do have to put a lot of time and effort behind it. Yeah. Because, you know, what most people will tell you that people don't really change past the time they're about 25 years old, right? That's like, that's when our brain kind of, you know, sort of congeals almost, right? It's that's yeah. like the new, the new mental, uh, you know, adulthood. And so this is, this is the kind of thing that, that for me, when I'm, when I'm interacting with people and they are adults, you know, grown people, and they are able to affect this kind of change in their life where they can actually change their behaviors, change their, it's to me, it's, it's almost a miracle when, when it, when it happens. Um, And so not, not that, not to discourage anybody from, from doing it, because the great thing is, is that we have the Holy Spirit. We actually have the word of God. So we can actually, we see miracles happen all the time. And to me, those miracles are people's people changing and turning their lives around. Yeah. Um, And if you want to sustain, um, I I liken this to, I I just went through this at the beginning of the year, my, my church, we all went through, well, not all of us, but the majority of people in the church went through a fast, fasted something for 21 days. So I did the Daniel fast with my buddy Tyler, um, and which basically means I was vegan for 21 days and it was not easy. And I kind of groused about it a lot. So, you know, I, I would have loved to have been more gracious at it, but as soon as I came off the fast, it's like, oh yeah, you know, it's, I, I lost like 15 pounds. It was great. I was feeling awesome. But as soon as I came off the fast, I went right back to what I was doing before. It's like, you know, you, you just really, you just bounce back, you know? You, yeah. And it's really hard to change 
habits. It's really hard to change the way that we live our lives. And you have yeah. to be very methodical about it. Um, and so even for me, like even changing the way I think about food and what I'm going to eat is a lot, you know, similar, like where I have to like, okay, I have to think about this and I have to constantly remind myself, why am I doing this? Um, you know, why, why am I seeking this change? And I have to remind myself, you know, this is what, this is what I want, what, what kind of change I want to see in my life. And, and it, it is a process, like, like a daily yeah. sort of thing. So it's kind of interesting, um, you know, just all of these habits that we have that, that we have to change, but they don't just change for free. And they don't change just because we have one revelation. It is a constant reminding and a constant process of, of readjusting our thinking every day. Yeah. So, you know, this to me is where, so a couple of things from my experience, right? So um i started all of my dysfunctional behaviors started being seated really heavily by the time i was two years old right i started doing all those behaviors to deal and cope with life as it was from two onward i started recovery work when i was 32 so that's 30 years with the neural pathways being developed in my brain i've been doing this work daily for you know 15 years now no 17 years now Right. So I, I basically am like halfway uh, through having just the same amount of time establishing the neural pathways as were established in my youth to my 30s. Right. I'm not even halfway through it. And those neural pathways are dogged, man. Right. From like a, you just look at what neuroscientists know about habits, those neural pathways are very heavily, heavily um biased in what we do on a daily basis so even after 15 years of trying to do something different my brain is still biased to the behavior i had before right i have to fight it every day i have to have a conscious battle with it every day i have friends in my life who are consciously talking to me about it every day um because that's just the way it is it's just that is it um so so that's part of it right from from that thing um and then this is like you know like i've been through the steps as a process multiple times like through each individual step but i by aggregate have spent substantially more times in the steps that are like called the maintenance steps like if you look at them that way I look at it as like the essential things for me to stay alive steps. Um, but that's, this is it. Like this daily thing, there are daily things I have to do in order to stay alive and sober and well. And I spent far more time doing them than I did in anything else. Um, even though I talked passionately about a lot of the other stuff and meditated on some things, but that meditation was part of these things. We'll talk about other steps in the, in the future episode. But so, so this is it. I mean, it's kind of everything, right? Because um, if we do step 10 work well, then we never have to go through all the other steps when something happens, right? We never get to a resentment showing up because of our behavior. We never get to other things there. We might have to make an amends because of our wrongdoing. But it doesn't like snowball out of control to the point where we're having to 
work a full inventory on it again and go back through the character defects on it again. It's just a mistake we made that we changed rather than it being this thing that requires a bunch of other work uh, there again, right? Um, and it's also just that incredibly human portion of us that I talk about all the time in step one, right? Uh, from Paul I, in Romans 7.14, I know nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. If I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. You know, sometimes when people hear me talk about that, uh, they feel like, oh man, that's like giving away all your autonomy for work and responsibility in the world, right? That verse. And for me, it's like, no, it gives me the direction of what I have to do every day because I'm going to have my sinful nature come into my life every day and I have to rigorously uh, own that sinful nature so it doesn't dominate my life. When it comes in, I have to take care of it right away. Um, which, you know, like, it doesn't always show up in everybody's life. It shows up in somebody's life nearly every day where I'm, like, having to change a behavior. But um, individuals, it doesn't all the time. So um, that is, like, my thing there, right? And then this also deals with the practicalities of the way life is, right? Um, if you're living life and following after God, and doing the hard thing God asks us to do in the world and like in loving other people, you're going to kind of have like a life of thirds, right? A third of the time, it's just going to be awful days, days full of despair and suffering and like all the bad stuff, right? Where it's just a rough day. Um, sometimes it's your own suffering. Sometimes it's your fellow, seeing a fellow believer a brother and sister in Christ going through an infinitely hard time and the sadness that comes from that, right? A third of the time, it's just average. The average, just hard work day that's there. And a third of the time is like the mountaintop where everything is amazing and great. Um, but we only get the great like a third of the time, right? Mm -hmm. It's not like it's a thing that's there all the time. We're in the other portions of our lives that are average or terrible two-thirds of the time right but we still have to deal with it every day and if we're not then things get all out of whack right and we don't get that third of stuff that's amazing and great and a mountaintop uh, we never get that at all right we're just stuck in the other ones all the time because we don't we're not taking care of ourselves so i mean that's to me what this produces is that high functioning life where we have deep impact in people's lives and get to see people's lives changed all the time and like our lives are changed all the time because we just keep on owning our stuff right and every time i own my stuff i'm like so much better so um so i talked for a long time there i'll let you respond there logan no it's that's all right i mean it's the it's, it's that stuff that when we first met and the the honesty about what life looks like and um you know what our real level ex of expectation should be that I found so challenging when we first met, like, like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. If, if you're only, if you're only suffering a third of the time, like you're doing pretty well. It's like what I told, it's like what I tell my boys, like, Hey, if you find a job that you only hate a third of the time, like that's a pretty good job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. A but, third of the time you hate it. A third of the time you're like, 
it's okay. It's just there. And then a third of the time you're like, oh man, I'm doing something great. Yeah. Eh. That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, yeah. and then and then the um I think I, I touched on this probably in a previous episode, but what I've been what I've been just struck with recently is like is how as as I get older and uh, you know have more life underneath my belt and are, am connected to more people, how um, all those things can happen simultaneously. Yeah, where you know you're consistent, you're experiencing, you know, you're experiencing loss at the same time as you're celebrating with somebody who you know something incredible is happening in their life. At the same time that you know personally things are very difficult for you. Um, and you know, but they're all they're all happening at the same time, and you know, it's the complicated um, emotions, the complicated you know feelings of of being connected to other people, and then having your own life at the same time, and you know, trying to figure out that balance between you know being involved in your own stuff versus being involved you know being involved in other people, and you know yeah. how 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 involved do you get? um yeah but but i i do think that this process though you know i i don't and through most of my life have not called you know didn't have a step to you know put with it i think the um i was just having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day and we have we have a guy in our church and um he's you know he's he's awesome he's but he's uh he's really um really struggling with um really struggling with you know emotions and struggling with you know wanting to have a place to fit in but then you know there anyway what it boils down to is that it's incredible because even though he he's he's older he he hasn't gone through a lot of steps of emotional maturity and so he's really the Lord has him in this process where he's just having to really learn emotional maturity. And it's, it's incredible to me how we can, and not surprising because this has been me for the majority of my life, how we can go a long time in our lives and be functional, be, you know, be a father, be a mother, be a coworker, you know, be, you know, whatever we are and get to a place where we, we haven't really been forced to develop our emotional maturity. Um, you know, things about, you know, like not being volatile, um, you know, not getting your feelings hurt easily, you know, being able to understand and have empathy for other people and see other, see other perspectives and how much this, this process develops in you emotional maturity, because you're doing a lot of self-examining and, and it, uh, mostly probably because I've been thrown into this thing since I, especially since I got to know you, where I'm doing a lot of self-examining, it's, um, it's interesting to me, like, I kind of remember what it was like not to do it. And I mean, though I would never go back and decide not to do it. Um, it's, in, it's, it is incredible to me, like how far we can get in life and never really learn this process, but how much more richness and how much, how much healthier my relationships are in comparison to where they were before, where I was just kind of bumping through life, you know, learning what I could and integrating what I could, but not doing it in a, a concerted methodical way. Yeah. Um, you know, there's just, uh, there, like I was just, as you're talking, thinking about like, 
like when you met me, I was in the desert, right? I was in like the deep, deep desert of a spiritual walk, right? And I stayed there for like, like most of the time we were like, like in physical presence of one another, right? Like, I don't think I really got out of the presence out of the desert until I moved away from California. I think that's when I entered out of the desert, right? And then at the same time, you walked into the desert right after me, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and I was like, sure. well, you saw me wandering the desert. You knew cool well what God was inviting you to go do, right? That, that you're invited to go out into the desert. And you just followed me out there. And it was a very interesting time for me to see you going through this like same desert place I had been through, right? Um, cause I knew how much good it produced in me. So I was like, oh, it's going to produce an amazing amount in Logan too. Cause he's like embracing the fact that like, okay, I'm in the desert. That's just where I'm at. God invited me here. So I'm just going to learn from it. Um, which is great to see. So, so many times I see people like not do that. Right. You do this step 10 long enough. Uh, you. I've never not known somebody with long-term sobriety working this step that didn't go through one or more deserts, right? That that desert place that brought God brings us to is there because it produces specific types of maturity that only come from the desert, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, your gift of faith, I can tell has grown. I don't even get to be around you physically. But I know from the conversations I have with you that your gift of faith has grown substantially from being in the desert. Like, it just grew massive, right? I can just tell. It just comes off of you in waves, right? That's just not there anymore, right? It's just like, you're just like, oh, God's God's got us, right? Like, God's taking care of us. It doesn't matter what's getting thrown against us. Like, that's just what's going to happen, right? And I can see it in you. Um, but that, that's what happens, right? So um, my encouragement in saying that to people are, is if you're in a desert place, um, oftentimes you have this misconception of God that the desert place is a punishment. And it is not. It is a blessing. It is a blessing that... He wants to pour out into our lives if we're willing to stay there and listen in the desert and understand what's going on, right? And like, like one of the ways you know when you're in the desert is when like somebody who's dead and dying comes to save you, like because you know uh, the Elijah journey, right? Of you know you're in the desert and dying, and somebody else who's prepared to die because they're the last meal. Is like, well, I'll share my last meal with you, but I'm dying too. Yeah, that's the person God's going to use to save you, right? And like, we've talked about that, and you know, and that's what we have there, right? And then the miracle of doing this work too is just getting like God just keeps on bringing us beside people that are going through the same walk, mm-hmm. like like your guy in the church, like. As soon as you've done this walk and you're walking this walk, God will immediately put you alongside somebody else who's on the same walk, right? And you'll be like, oh, hey, look, there's this person who's just like me doing the same thing, and I get a walk together. 
and it's just that's just how God works, right? And so, um, and also when you are doing this work, God will continue to put in people that challenge you, right? Um, I guarantee you, like those people listening right now, Logan, you like, who's the most annoying person to you, right? Like, who's the one who's like, every time you see him, you're like, you know, they're there for a reason. So uh, they're there to produce something good in you. Sometimes it is like learning how to stand up and say the right thing. Uh, sometimes it's standing your ground. Sometimes it's another character defect. But they're always there because God needs you to be there with them, right? Um, you've seen this happen for me, right? Whereas like, like, oh, wow, that person just always shows up and always grates on Todd's nerves. Uh, but like figuring out how to handle it in that situation, right? So, um, yeah, you, you see me be like, oh, Todd's obviously learning how to just stand for the truth no matter what, no matter what the cost. You saw that one happen, right? Mm -hmm. And like, like in those things, right? It's just, it's hard. So that is part of this journey as well. So, yeah, and I think something that you highlighted there that that I, that I think bears repeating is that is that um, I think there is a tendency to feel like when troubles come, it is a, it is, um, you know, we're kind of binary. It's like it's like oh, I'm being punished, or I'm unlucky, or something like that. And um, oh, you know, something bad happened. That means that that God is you know either abandoned me or he's mad at me, and they're seeing the those desert times as an opportunity to really develop to develop something really incredible to develop a resilience to develop a you know faith and then going through it with an intentionality of okay i'm going to get something out of this if i let myself it's not just bear down and wait for it to go away what am i going to what am i going to be able to get out of this what's what does the lord have on offer for me to to come away with um i think that's a it was a huge thing for me to to really see to change my perspective about what what the desert time is all about mm -hmm. and to see it as it's there's an inevitability we all have them but to see it as an opportunity for incredible growth rather than seeing it as just something that happens that i have to just endure um i'm I, i'm not i'm not mature enough yet to look forward to them <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> they're so I unpleasant don't... i don't know whether or not that's a realistic uh, expectation for myself but i do uh, yeah i do i mean uh, have a different, how... different perspective about yeah them. you see me have them and be like simultaneously express the infinite gratitude for what's happening because of it and also say in the same breath but man i don't want to be here anymore right yeah. like you've seen that like yeah or i'm deeply grateful for the pain and suffering but i'm like i really don't want that anymore right now right yeah or you know, i think what the important thing is is to be able to genuinely be that person that's on the sidelines when somebody is going through it and saying this is going to be good. This is yeah. for your good. Something really great is going to happen from this. And once you have been, once that can, you've been convinced of that, 
you can really help somebody else go through it. And I think for me, that was incredible because you were convinced of it. And when I was going through things, you're like, this is, you know, this is going to be good, or you're going to get something really great out of this. You know, you're going to, you're going to get something really awesome in the middle of this. And that's really going to improve and, and affect your life for the next decade. And yeah. you, did, you said it was such conviction that it was impactful for me. So I, I have that opportunity when, when somebody I know is going through it to be that same yeah. person. To say, I know. Yeah. Good. I know that you're going to get an incredible amount of development out of this. I still remember when you're like halfway through yours, uh, I was like, Oh, you're going to get the faith. I told you that. I'm like, oh, you're getting yeah, the gift of faith. It's important to you right now. Is the gift of faith. That's what's happening for you. And just embrace it. I remember seeing the look in your face and you're like, it was like a, you wanted to argue with it at first and then it clicked and you're like, oh. It's my default state to argue, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> but then it was like, you were like convinced it wasn't. And then the, I guess saw the, like the, everything align and you're like, oh there's something there that wasn't there before that there's a part of me that's getting filled and worked out that wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And you were like, okay, I can embrace it for as long as it's there now. And you did, which was really cool. But at the same time, it was like, huh? Like, and I remember like, it was just, it was, I don't know. It was super cool to see that happen for you. So. Yeah. They say, they say, don't pray for patience because then God will bring it to you. Right. And you know, it's, mm-hmm. That's not true, but you know, I mean, God, God's going to develop it one way or the other. It's not like He's like, oh, I'm going to wait for them to pay for patience, and I'm going to really drop a ton of bricks on them. Um, but I think probably the hardest thing that I've ever had to do is, I didn't pray for faith, but I desired faith. Mm-hmm. And I think faith is just—I mean, patience is born out in the waiting. Faith is like born out when you survive the crushing. Yeah. Right? And then you're, yeah. you come out the other side and, you know, I saw it's on LinkedIn, you know, some, you know, there's all these business people on LinkedIn who have all these, these sayings that are, you know, wise or whatever, and try to apply them to business. But there's this one and it said, it's like this little, you know, saying that said number of day, number of, um, you know, percentage of days that you thought would kill you, that you survived 100%. Like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) like, okay, that's true. (laughs) Yeah. If I'm reading this right now, I survived. Um, Yeah. And there's like that to me, uh, you know, this is what resonates with with, with when you, when you develop faith, not that I've arrived, I'm sure there are many other levels of faith that I, that I'm, you know, that I'm, I have in store for myself. Yeah. There's not really a rival in faith, but there is a point in time. Um, as we grow where god gives us the faith that is just there and it's it's there in this weird way of like proclaiming the way of the lord right like god is going to come through for us he just is just wait like i don't know it's going to come it's going to come in a way we don't expect it it's going to come in a way where it's clearly him in control and we will see an amazing thing. Right. So, um, I don't know. I remember having that conversation with you and Tyler, when you were looking for places 
for the church to be permanently right and it was like all of a sudden it just happened right and it was perfect and it was perfect in god's time and you're like oh look that was perfect right and i remember just having those things with you guys there and just like to see you having the same thing now I don't even know what you're proclaiming over the lives of the people in your church right now because I'm not there all the time, but I know that they're coming true, right? And so that's what God's going to use you for, right? It's just what it is. Um, but it's uncomfortable too, right? It's super uncomfortable oh to be that. Yeah. Yeah, it was really, um, it was really hard. Yeah. So um, it sounds strange every time I say it, right, to me. Um, but but that's what God does, right? So, um, yeah. And so, uh, like, summing up this whole thing for me in this, like, philosophy and those, like, this, like, action thing, right, is, like, this is the beginning of your, like, this step to me is really really the beginning of taking submissive action taking action in my life where i'm also simultaneously completely submitted to god at the same time right like to me that's what this step is about is like like i pendulum between the two trying to do it all on my own and then or being completely submitted to god but not doing anything right i play pendulum between the two and it's like a thing there. So like a third of the time I'm trying to do it all on my own, I'm miserable beyond all belief. A third of the time I'm completely submitted to God, but I'm not really doing much of anything, right? And it's okay. It's just an average day. And a third of the time I'm doing really great on both of them, right? And I'm having exceedingly good days that are beyond my wildest imaginations of good. Um and that's kind of what happens for me doing this work. I don't know if you've started to experience the same sort of thing in your walk, Logan. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, <laughs> you know, I don't know, but I'm, I'm, uh, just our little conversation there is kind of dredging up all of these, uh, emotions and thoughts you know, of, of just going through the, going through the process. Um, and then just seeing, you know, kind of other people go through the process too. And how, how important it is to, I don't know. I mean, how important it is to, to, to encourage people and to be there for when, when they're, yeah. doing, when they're doing the work, you know? Yeah. What a difference, um, what a difference it can have in someone's life when they, when they start to really affect change and really, internalize this stuff and really take it seriously it's just such a transformational yeah. thing but it's so hard it's so hard to do and it's so hard um but it's it's so worth it like anything in life like you start the hardest things are always the things that you get the most fulfillment out of yeah and it's these moments of the struggle and like the down times and all those things that's where i get to the point where like these habits always develop my ear for God of what he's telling me to do, right? I'd be like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do, right? And it's always some weird thing and 
and it's always it's always something from god and god will be like oh this is what we're supposed to do uh this is the the slice of the gordian knot this is what the solution is and you've been around me enough to i've been like oh this is what it is this is what we're supposed to do um i don't know i'm seeing that coming through you now too right of like hey oh this is it like this is what god's telling us to do this is the weird path we're going to travel to get there so i don't know um it's, i don't know i'm saying this a lot to you today on this pro- apple pod this like podcast today it was like hey i'm seeing you do this logan so <laughs> uh uh yeah, that's that's the uh that's the that's the you know seeing you know th- that's the one of the wonderful things about being in a relationship with other people and uh, you know having a sponsor having somebody that you're close to is that you you get to know them yeah and, and i don't think and i think there's nothing like the knowledge about of someone that you gain when you're with them through a struggle and they're when they're bearing down to uh to accomplish something um and of course there's no fulfillment greater that i've had in my life than 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 that being help being able to be that person who helps to, somebody to to get to that next level of you know to to get through and 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 produce in themselves what they need to have healthy relationships and you know save their marriage or or um you know reconcile with their children and or those kind of things and a lot of times that's what this process does you you start to take an inventory you start to work you know to work you know to make amends you you make it a process in your life so that you can stay clear like and then your relationships it's incredible and i know i've talked to you about this it's incredible how a relationship that is really really terrible how quickly a relationship that's really terrible can improve when somebody sees that you're really committed to changing um how you interact with the world yeah it's astonishing how much those the relationships get healed um you thought were past like oh that's gone i can never have a relationship again that person will never will never you know and then wow and you, you see a couple of years later and it's totally totally different yeah you have a relationship that person you thought would never let you back into their life yeah and uh, i'm gonna close with this thought for everybody who's listening um the other thing that tends to happen when you do this step long enough is God ends up telling you a major vision for your life that is terrifyingly large, that's impossible for you to do on your own. He's already taken you through all these impossible things to do on your own. It just so happens that you get to do some really cool things that change the world for God that you can't accomplish on your own too. So um, that is what happens, right? You're one of the truths i know in my life is i'm always brought to a place where i cannot get through it without relying on god so at first the place was just like not looking at pornography or not drinking now it is bob go do this thing i need you to do that's impossible for you to do on your own just do it share your experience strength and hope love on people do it because i'm going to do this really big good thing and so that's just 
what we have to do, right, is just do that. And then I'll be around other people that have done this work for a long time, 5, 10, 15, 20 years, and I'll be like, oh, they have the same vision. Okay. It's the, this isn't a vision that is given to just me. It's been given to lots and lots of people um and it's happening right and it's 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 happening and seeing that big vision happen is i know totally overwhelming and totally awesome um but that's kind of the the thing right and i know that same thing is happening in your life and it's it's what happens in everybody's life who does this for long enough so yeah it's incredible it's one of the it's one of the greatest So to to be involved in that, to watch that happen. Yep. Yeah. So. Cool. Well, thank you so much for the day, Logan. Uh, would you go ahead and pray us out for the day? Certainly will. Lord, we thank you for this time. Lord, we pray that your um, your encouragement would be um, on those people who are walking through this and walking through difficulties, and but wanting to wanting to. Um, really make a change in their life, really wanting to um, make a change for healthy relationships, for interactions with other people. But I pray that, uh, that they would remain uh, dedicated and committed to the process of making this something that they live out every day, rather than just a process that they go through one time. Lord, we thank you for how faithful you are and that you love us and continue to draw us to yourself day after day after day, year after year. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.